It's the Grateful Badass Podcast. Are you on a quest for living a meaningful life filled with gratitude? Well, the Grateful Badass Podcast is just for you. With inspiring topics and badass guests doing badass things, this show is all about grateful living, badass style. Hey there, this is Grateful Badass. Thank you so much for joining me. It's definitely a pleasure to be back with you again. I'm super excited and I miss you guys. Oh, let me see. It's been a couple of weeks, more than a couple of weeks before since I have recorded and that's due to a hectic schedule. Well, I'm not going to give any excuses. I'm just happy to be back and I thank you for your support. I thank you for your patience for with the Grateful Badass podcast your support of the Grateful Badass platform as well. Super excited to be back. Hope everything is, has been cool. Your way is fall, as I've stated before, my favorite time of the year, but it's been rather cool these days. Cold is a better term. It has been cold, and I'm waiting for the temperature to return to fall weather where you can just throw on a sweater and you're good. And so waiting on that. To return, hopefully, I think in New York City, it's supposed to, towards the weekend, it's supposed to warm up a little bit. But lately, lately, the last couple of days have been cold. I mean, coat weather, cold, hat and coat. So, um, yes, that's what's going on in my area. And so let me know what's going on with you. Let me see. Last we spoke was episode 47. And I'm so excited because I am coming upon my 50th episode. So, yes, last time we spoke it was episode 47. It was entitled, the uh, episode title was an episode was entitled Lessons. Let me see. Life Lessons Learned During That Time. Oh gosh, it was a hectic week in our country uh, polit- on the political scene in regards to the Supreme Court um, hearing, investigational hearings, and just so much going on in regards to support of women or the lack thereof of the support of women and the me too movement and so personally so check out that episode when you have a moment it was entitled life lessons things that i had garnered from that week of so many things going on in our country and on a personal note as well so this is episode 47 this is episode 48 the topic for today is this is a book talk a book talk Looking for the book that I'm going to discuss with you is called Looking for Lorraine by Imani Perry. And so I was thinking that, you know, that if you follow the Grateful Badass podcast, you know, I always share what I'm currently reading. And I realized that I have not done a book chat, book talk, whatever you want to call it. And I think that that will be something that uh, will be good for this episode because I've finished reading Looking for Lorraine. I A lot of book clubs uh, in my area were focusing on the book and I said, hey, let me check it out as well. I finished it and it was absolutely incredible. I do definitely recommend. And anyway, I'm going to get into the, my five takeaways. Five takeaways from the book Looking for Lorraine by Lorraine Hens. I'm sorry, Looking for Lorraine by Imani Perry. But first... I want to start with a quote. And of course, the quote is by Lorraine Hansberry. And here it goes. Though it be a thrilling and marvelous thing to be merrily young and gifted in such times, it is doubly so, doubly dynamic to be young, gifted, 
and black. And definitely that's a quote from the, um, the book To Be Young, Gifted and Black. It's a compilation of uh, write, uh, essays and different pieces from Lorraine Hansberry that was p- published after her death. Um, yeah, so Imani Perry, the author of the book that I'm going to focus on today, did an excellent job, uh, definitely an excellent job. If you are a reader or avid reader or you follow the civil rights movement or are definitely into social justice, you are an activist, you love history, let me see so many different, um, you like to read, a focus on history, civil rights movement, just plain, uh, just black Americans, black female, young um, Americans, definitely you need to check out this book. So here, my five, here are my five takeaways from Looking for Lorraine by Imani Perry. I think that she did a, did a phenomenal job in focusing on, you see here, you read about the stories behind the stories, and I believe that Lorraine Hansberry, as does the author, that she is highlighted in our in our history and culture these days, but maybe not as much as she should be for a number of reasons. If you if you dive into the book, and even with my five points, maybe you can take away your own reasoning as to why she's not highlighted as much as some other authors or some other beings in our history, past history, especially Black American history such as Maya Angelou or Nina Simone or James Baldwin, both all of both of which were uh, Nina and James Simone, James, I'm sorry, Nina Simone and James Baldwin, Baldwin were friends, really good friends of hers, but maybe she's just not, in my opinion, not as um, highlighted as, as much or um, realized as much as she should be in our society and culture on today in general American history. All right, so here we go. I'm gonna just jump right in. Here here are my five takeaways from the book, Looking for Lorraine by Imani Perry. Number one, we may bounce around in life until we find our place. You know, our place where we can live and thrive and just uh, really do some badass type of things in our lives and with our skills and the opportunities that we may be presented with, we can bounce around until we get to that place um, without direction, feeling a little aimless. <laughs> and because my takeaway is be, it's just a feeling that Lorraine just started, she is a native of Chicago uh, Chicago, Illinois, and she finished high school, um, I believe it was Englewood in, in Chicago, Illinois, and then from there she went to the University of Wisconsin, but she did not finish. Oh, for whatever reason, it just seems from, even from the book, it seems as though she just, just a little, felt a little out of place or displaced and was just searching um, just moving through life sort of without a keen sense of direction of where she was going, sort of finding herself, if so to speak. And so my takeaway from that is that I know when kids come out of high school or kids come out of college, we society tends to want them to definitely have a place and direction and a plan 
for their lives. You know, we asked high school graduates or college graduates immediately, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do next? What are your plans? Well, Lorraine just sort of floated around a little bit from my reading of the book. She sort of floated around, didn't finish at university at the University of Wisconsin. From there, she went back home to Chicago, studied art there, and also studied art at a particular, or I can't remember the name of the organization in Mexico. She visited Mexico for a number of months and studied art, art there. So she always definitely considered herself to be a creative. And from Mexico, she ended up going to New York City and working with Paul Roberts, Roberson, with his uh, work for the African-American community. He moved to New York City. And my point in number one is that she sort of moved around. And even when she moved to New York City, she sort of bounced around. She was at Greenwich Village and then moved to Harlem. Before, it, it just sounded as though she, it took her some time to designate herself as a writer on work on her craft. So that was my takeaway, that it's okay if you, even if, who knows, maybe if you're 20, late 20s or 30s or mid to late 30s or even early 40s or later, you know, it's okay if you're still looking for your place, you know, your place to thrive. Okay, so it's just a matter of your destination, where are you in, where are you land. All right, number two, she embraced with time she embraced her status as a lesbian, which, as you know, was not the popular thing back in the 50s. And I just really admired her for her stepping into her own, although she was not able to just completely out herself. She wrote for a publication called The Ladder. L-A-D-D-E-R, the latter, uh, which was a publication which focused on and related to the lives of lesbian women. She had her girlfriends. She was married at the time. She had her girlfriends and also her lesbian friends that she flocked to and was around very often. And, you know, she moved to New York City as a young lesbian woman and didn't seem to be too, not too phased about what people thought of her status. So I found found that to be pretty powerful based on, you have to remember this is in the early 50s or maybe the mid to late 50s where she's walking in this space as a lesbian woman. And she's also a married lesbian woman. So her life was a little bit not so straight uh, forward in regards to her sexuality and embracing her own sexuality. So that just embracing your own, embracing your status, whatever that may be, whether or not it's a writer, if you, if you could be an attorney and you consider yourself a writer as well, just embracing your status, you could be, it's just a number of things, but the fact that you embrace who you are, no matter what society or family or friends may think or say, I think that many people struggle with just that. But Lorraine Hansberry, you know, she moved freely in her space and was confident in who she was number three she taught she taught us that friendship is golden she had just to speak of two of her good friends and I spoke earlier about them and it was James Baldwin she called him Jimmy and Nina Simone they were really good friends of hers that she made throughout her career as a writer and they supported one another and they leaned on one another and they uh, just came, they were, they were creatives together. And it, the book just, 
highlight so many different so many different times of when they were around one another or when they wrote about each other uh nina simone after her death she wrote a song young gifted and black um as a in honor of lorraine hansberry the book speaks about their both jimmy baldwin and nina simone their tributes that they presented to her during around the time when she uh, died in 1965 at the young tender age of 34 just 34 years of age but she she highlights her friendship lorraine's friendship with nina and james and it just shows that she or lorraine lorraine hunsbury understood the friendship was so very important in this life in our lives and number four she taught us my takeaway was she taught us to make your life count imani perry she designates her her as an artist and an activist of which she definitely was but it's God, it was such power in her life. It was, seems as though in Lorraine Hansberry's life, it just seems as though on her every move and her return, she was just so intentional about her life and her being. And it seems as though everything that she did is was done with intention to speak out against certain uh, racism and discrimination against, against her own people and against even other people as well, other people's as well other minorities and not only in this country and then also in other countries she stood up at the um definitely at the possible um you know pushback in regards to her own work and she basically did not care but she spoke up and there was a point there was a priority in regards to the 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 Arthur speaks of the very notable meeting with John, I'm sorry, with Robert Kennedy in regards to the civil rights movement, whereas a bunch of um, black Americans, famous black Americans in many different spaces were present and Robert Kennedy asked to meet with them to hear about uh, the civil rights movement and what was everything that was going on in Birmingham, Birmingham and Alabama at the time and you know and he she speaks of the meeting within the book the author that does where robert kennedy just sort of brushes off one of the persons presented uh, presenting and, and sharing his piece and what the civil rights movement is all about he sort of kennedy just sort of brushed him off and lorraine basically gets up and says you know i'm paraphrasing of course that he this is the person you need to be listening to he's in the trenches she was just saying that he he's in the trenches this is the person who knows exactly what he's talking about and then she spoke her piece dropped the mic and walked out of the room and this is the kennedys who had called the meeting in the new york city um back in the 60s she basically states her piece and walks out of the room she could care less who the kennedy who robert kennedy was any backlash she would experience from from that her actions in that meeting and it was over as far as she was concerned and so she uh, imani perry speaks of that time and it was just so very powerful and i just felt as though i was in the moment when i was reading that piece in the within the book and lastly e lorraine hansberry teaches us my takeaway is that she teaches us to leave a lasting legacy make your life stand for something a, a passion or purpose that you can 
call on are your grandkids, your kids, many decades down the line can look back upon and 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 be something of something of stature or gosh, what am I trying to say? Okay, well here it is. Lorraine was the first black woman to have a play on Broadway. She was the first black woman to receive the prestigious Drama Critics Award. She's the most widely produced and read uh, excuse me, the most widely produced and read play by an African American woman. So basically, she has left and we're talking about about her on today. Decades later after her death at such a young, very young age, she died of uh, I believe it was cancer. At such a young age, she had accomplished so much. So that is within itself just teaches us to leave a legacy. I'm in my late 40s and I promise you I do not, well, I would say mid to late 40s. But I will say that I feel like that I have not done enough to leave a legacy, you know, for that stands for something. I'm very passionate about young readers with my book club affiliated with my church. Uh, it's called Book Club Party. And, and I'm really passionate about this blog, living in and with gratitude, of course, badass style, and so many other, you know, my work as an attorney and representing um, many different types of people who may not have had the opportunity to have representation I am on the road to leaving a legacy, but I feel like I have not made a dent of an impact on this world. And so Lorraine Hansberry teaches us to do just that. And so she's such a super inspiration to myself. And I was very proud in reading the book as, with, as to be also a black American woman. So those are my five takeaways. Number one is we can bounce around our place of passion and purpose. And it's okay if we don't, you know, go directly there or have it all laid out and all together. That's definitely, it's definitely okay if we don't have it all figured out. Lorraine Hansberry teaches us, us that. And then f secondly, she embraced her status as a lesbian and there was power in, power in that. And that it was not the popular thing to do, but... She, it was who she was and she embraced it. Friendship is golden. We, we call it our squad, squad goals these days. We call it, call it our finding our tribe. And she definitely had our tribe and she teaches us that it was very, it is so very important and we know this, but she definitely highlights it. It's so very important to have your tribe of supporters. Uh, so you can, you know, bounce ideas off of one another and you can support one another and uplift one another. And number four, to make your life count. We have so much to do, so much to share with the world and the world needs to hear from each of us with our own unique talents and skills. So so Lorraine Hansberry definitely teaches us that. And lastly, to leave a strong, amazing legacy as she did at the very young age of 34 when she left this world. It's such an inspiration. So that's number five, leave a lasting legacy. And so those are my five takeaways in reading, looking for Lorraine. If you are interested, definitely pick up the book. If you have already read it, let me know your thoughts. I thought it was an amazingly written. Kudos to Imani Perry. Pick it up at your convenience and let me know. Hit me on social media. I'm at Grateful Badass on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Gosh, all over. Uh, definitely those three. And the blog, gratefulbadass.com, I would appreciate your support, continued support. Thank you for hearing from me and, and for being here. The real reading is called Consider It 
Pure Joy by Jennifer Jones Austin. So I haven't started that yet, but I'm going to dive into that very soon. Consider it Pure Joy by Jennifer Jones Austin. So that's what I'm reading. Let me know what you have going on. Oh, I'm going to have merchandise dropping very soon. Check me out on Instagram and let me know what you think about a couple of journals that I posted. Actually, in my Insta story, that's there right now. Check it out. And I have a poll to, a poll asking you to let me know what you think about the color that I posted in my Insta story on Instagram. Oh, and please subscribe to the blog. I have a newsletter that goes out twice a month. It's called Grateful Five Badass Things. It's a bi-monthly uh, newsletter. And there's another one coming out toward the end of this month as the month closes out. So go to my blog and um, or on the, the show notes of this of this episode and you can subscribe to receive my twice a month bi-monthly newsletter so that's all i have for you today episode 48 i'm always almost to episode 50 so excited for the platform oh i definitely wish you a wonderful weekend stay warm and i'm gonna close with a quote from miss lorraine hensbury a second quote and it goes one cannot live with sighted eyes and filling heart and not know and read of the miseries which affect the world. And I hope that inspires you to get out and make a difference. Leave a leg, lasting legacy and um, do your thing. All right. And I'm out. And as my maternal grandmother would always say, have a good day today and a better day tomorrow. Bye.